Okay, so I think it's a good time now to start. Um, so first of all, thank you so much uh, to, to be here today. We're really happy uh, to have you. Um, to give you a little bit of context, so we have our season four of startups who arrived uh, digitally, I would say, remotely uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, usually we do what we call chill breakfast at Station F and in the chill breakfast what happens is that we have great speakers who come and talk about different topics. Uh, so it can be about uh, the culture of the group, it can be about branding, digital, communication, any types of uh, interesting topics for the startups. Uh, because, you know, uh, for the moment uh, with the situation, we cannot do our events uh, physically, so we use now the, the digital way to do it. The good news is because we do it digitally, we decided to invite also internal people from LVMH, which is great because now we have uh, more than 200 people that, uh, uh, yeah, I see the people are almost 200 now. Um, and um, so that's a really good, um, good opportunity. And you know, uh, for the people who knows me, uh, behind all the constraints, I always feel there are great opportunities like today. So today it's Pascal Jouvin who is going to speak. He will uh, talk to you about the culture of the group and about the organization. Because, um, I mean, I was going to say things, but I, I no, no, it's Pascal who will give you more about all this topic. So the idea is that he will give you the key to navigate uh, the ecosystem of LVMH. Uh, again, the objective of the season four of Station F is really to have conversation with the Maison. So don't hesitate if any talent from the groups uh, has have question about anything or if the startup have question for Pascal, uh, we will be very happy to, to answer to you. you. You can write it on the conversation of the webinar and we will uh, answer uh, right after. So Pascal, um, I think I will give you the floor, the digital floor. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Leticia. Um, I hope uh, everybody can hear me well. Is it okay? Good. Very good. Uh, well, of course, a lot of pressure on me um, on, 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 on trying to give you a glance about what, what, what is LVMH. This um, presentation has been designed in particular for people who are not from LVMH uh, to try to share a few things around a culture and our structure, uh, to be honest, so that you can navigate, try to understand how the different organizations uh, work together. Um, and, and that's the thing. Now, um, I'm going to try to stay in my 30 minutes. Um, uh, everybody knows how passionate I am about LVMH. Um, and, uh, um, and that's the reason why I want to insist on something which is very important here. One of the richness of LVMH is about the diversity of LVMH. So we all have our own ways of own perspective about LVMH. So this is only Pascal Jouvin perspective. Um, and, and the ambition is, is not to go more than that. I'll be happy after this session, um, of course, to answer to a few questions, but you know, feel free afterwards, uh, to, um, you know, in the coming days or afterwards, to come back to me if you've got questions, and I'll try to answer as much as I can. So, speaking about the group, the first thing uh, I want to do is to speak uh, about the history of LVMH. LVMH is, first of all, uh, with several centuries uh, of heritage. And, 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 and uh, when we look at all our brands, uh, the eldest one is a Claude de Lambre. Uh, I don't know if everybody knows what Le Claude de Lambre is. It is a wine, a very uh, high and incredible uh, wine uh, that we acquired a few, uh, a few years ago. Um, and, and the first uh, elements of history that we see about Claude de Lambray uh, was in the 14th century. Um, more than all these, you know, dates, what is behind it is that um, there are very often a lot of stories about families. And in this idea of heritage, there are ideas about families uh, behind these days. And um, most of our um, 
maison. And, and I'm sorry, I'm going to say maison in French because it's the way we call our companies. Uh, we, we, we prefer this idea of maison because a maison is where you've got a family once again. It's where, you know, it's been created uh, by one founder or, 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 or a couple of founders or a family and, and, and then uh, went, um, you know, grew and grew and grew and grew again. And that's for sure something very important to consider in also the sustainability uh, uh, of LVMH. I'm going to give only one story about all that. Uh, it's it's uh, the story around uh, the NSC. So uh, what is fantastic with NSC that it was created by Richard NSC, uh, an Irish guy, uh, in the 18th century, and uh, they've got, uh, uh, you know, when he created uh, this uh, cognac uh, maison, uh, actually, he, um, he was not an expert in cognac. So he uh, found uh, a family locally uh, who actually uh, uh, was, um, you know, trying to help him create the cognac. Uh, and uh, and this family uh, is uh, and, and and the person who is at the head of the uh, comité de dégustation. Um, um, now I'm forgetting his name. I'll come back to with his name. Theron Renault, uh, and, and uh, uh, he is one. is still part of the family of uh, the uh, the first uh, uh, chef du comité de dégustation. So this is just little stories like that, which are very important because they, they really show what, what is anchored in what we are in terms of long-term, in terms of sustainability, in terms of keeping uh, also a tradition. I'm sorry, then, I'm interrupting you, Pascal, because I don't know if you see the comments, but because you have people from the group, they tell you it's Renaud Filiou de Gironde. Thank you, uh, thank you very much. I was uh, I was looking for them, and and that's uh, that's uh, uh, the, the the name of the family is a family Filiou, uh, which is uh, which is some important uh, from uh, from the beginning. Now, other important dates are of course the group uh, beginnings. Um, so some people are are, are speaking uh, uh, about the fact that Moenesi was created in 1971, uh, but and 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 the fact that Mr. R. Uh, you know, acquired the Christian Dior, uh, um, um, you know, a group uh, in uh, 1985. But the real date of, you know, the creation of LVMH is 1987. Uh, actually, uh, the uh, uh, people from Moet Tennessee and the people from Louis Vuitton decided to create together, uh, you know, this incredible uh, idea of creating uh, LVMH. Let's say it uh, at that time between uh, 1987 and 1989, when they proposed to Mr. Arnaud to join LVMH, uh, bringing uh, some of his assets and becoming the managing director uh, uh, of the group. There were two families who were fighting together. Uh, and then Mr. Arnaud arrived uh, at uh, some, some people were saying the white knight uh, to uh, try to manage the different stakeholders who were here uh, and then became more and more uh, obviously uh, the, uh, the first man of this company and then the first owner uh, uh, of this company uh, as uh, everybody knows uh, today. Now, you know, these are dates, uh, but what is important is also to consider that, uh, um, you know, LVMH is living and changing every day and, and every year we, we, we've, got, uh, we've got something. So, um, in, uh, in 2016, uh, we uh, acquired Christian Dior Couture. Just for you to know, Christian Dior Couture was not part of LVMH group, even if Parfum Christian Dior was part of LVMH group. Uh, before. Uh, it, it, it was uh, until uh, the acquisition of, of Tiffany, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, uh, acquisition uh, of LVMH uh, group. At that time, before 2016, um, Christian Dior Couture did belong to Mr. Arnaud uh, family, so the, 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 what we call the Group Arnaud, uh, and, uh, and then Group Arnaud sold this part uh, to LVMH, so now it is integrated in the LVMH group. Uh, last year, you know, we made the acquisition of the Belmont Hotels, 
and we are considering to make the acquisition of Tiffany. So I'm very sorry, I wrote acquisition of Tiffany, just like if it was done, it is not done yet. This is very important. It is not done yet, uh, but, it is, but it is one of the projects we've got and uh, we are considering that this acquisition will happen before the end of the year. Now, I wanted also to show here that we've got all these creations of brands and 24s uh, um, uh, is now 24s, uh, Fenty uh, uh, and, and Patu. So Patu is not a creation, it's a recreation. So Patu was a very famous uh, fashion brand uh, uh, in, in the 20th century. Uh, and, and, and with an incredible success, he nearly died. Uh, and uh, LVMH acquired the brand and is revamping, recreating uh, this brand uh, with a new uh, artistic director and, 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 and a lot of uh, new, 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 new projects. Now, uh, the important thing that everybody has to have in mind is of course, this famous sentence of Mr. Arnaud, which is telling exactly the intention of this group, which is our business model is anchored in a long-term vision. I think the dates I gave you are really showing that, that builds on the heritage of our uh, houses and stimulates creativity and excellence. And, and, and we will finish this presentation with the values of LVMH and, and they are related to what is said in these few words. Um, and, and for sure, the whole idea is to um, work on all those incredible assets to um, create the future, to, to, to be in the future. And that's, that's, the, uh, that's the whole idea uh, of uh, LVMH group. If there are a few things, a few numbers uh, that you should have in mind and which are interesting to keep in mind, here they are, okay? So more than 75 uh, incredible, exceptional uh, houses, uh, more than uh, 4,900 stores worldwide. Um, we are in more than 70, uh, we operate in more than uh, 70 uh, countries. Um, at uh, the end of uh, 2019, we were 163,000 uh, employees. Last year, we recruited more than 40,000, uh, uh, 40,000 uh, people um, in, 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 at, uh, at LVMH. And our 2019 revenue uh, was 53.7 billion euros. Just to give you an idea, I've been with LVMH uh, since uh, uh, 2007. And when I joined LVMH, uh, the revenue of LVMH was 17.17. Can you imagine that? 17. And we were 65,000 employees. And, 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 and we'll, we'll come back to that again, but most of the increase of revenues, most of the increase of the number of people in this group is done through organic growth. Even if, of course, we did some fantastic acquisitions, but most of all this is done uh, uh, through, uh, through um, acquisition. Now, uh, the business model of LVMH is based on what we used to say six main pillars. The first one is about decentralization. Um, you know, I, 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 it is really something difficult to understand. Before uh, joining LVMH, I've been working in other big companies, multinational companies, and, and uh, each of these companies were saying, we are decentralized. And, and I've got to say, it took me more than one year, one year and a half to really understand what this concept of decentralization meant. LVMH is built on these ideas of having different maisons. Each of the maisons have their strong culture. And we believe that it is because um, the culture is so different from one maison to the other one, because we've got a strong culture that this group is so successful in the luxury industry in particular. And, and, and this is something really important uh, to, to, to understand. There is a huge difference between Louis Vuitton and Christian Dior culture. There is a huge difference between Sephora culture uh, and Le Bon Marché culture. And, 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 and of course, um, behind this, uh, there are incredible strengths and there are, of course, some constraints we are working on. 
So it's difficult sometimes to go from one maison to the other one. And do not think that because you've got some success as a startup, uh, you know, when you, when you contact one of the maisons, when you've got uh, uh, some success with one culture of the maison, that it will be, you will build the success with another maison on the same leverage, on the same leverage, because it won't be the case. And that's the beauty of LVMH. That's the beauty of the diversity of context of LVMH is so fantastic. Now, vertical integration. Over the years, LVMH has been working to be more and more vertical integrated. The, 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 the ultimate example of that is, of course, Louis Vuitton, who is, um, you know, they, they, they are making their own products in their workshops. Uh, and, and, and the fantastic uh, les écudes at, uh, at Louis Vuitton are made in workshops, uh, you know, uh, in Louis Vuitton uh, workshops. And all the products that are sold by Louis Vuitton, are, uh, uh, all the Louis Vuitton products are sold only by Louis Vuitton, sorry. So this is absolutely obvious that, uh, you know, you cannot find uh, a Louis Vuitton, pro you cannot find a Louis Vuitton product not sold uh, in the Louis Vuitton store on, or on any e-commerce uh, um, website from Louis Vuitton. There is only one exception from Louis Vuitton, as far as I know, uh, which is uh, uh, 24S. You know the, the, this uh, great uh, uh, e-commerce website that has been created uh, uh, at first coming from uh, the uh, Le Bon Marché uh, Maison uh, and having his own existence and, 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 and proposing an incredible experience uh, related to, uh, uh, of course, e-retail, uh, that's something. So this idea of vertical integration is very important, you know? Uh, and by the way, interesting enough, uh, during, this, uh, um, during this crisis, um, you know, the crisis we're going through, uh, the retail, generally all stores are more successful uh, than the wholesale business that we are. So uh, a lot of our maisons are trying to develop uh, with their resources, with their means, uh, their own uh, retail uh, network. Now, uh, there is something which is important and which is at the heart of the success uh, uh, of, of LVMH, uh, for sure. Uh, it is the balance across the different business segments and geographies. As I'm already late, uh, I'm gonna go uh, very quick on that one, but I think this is uh, an interesting one. What you can see here uh, is uh, that actually the revenue uh, is split uh, over the regions uh, in an incredible way. Um, and, 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 and France, it's uh, uh, only, it's, you could say only, but also uh, already uh, 9%. You can see that Japan is 7%. Uh, I would say that France and Japan are certainly one of the most mature markets when we speak about the luxury industry. Uh, you can see that the rest of Europe, so France plus uh, the rest of Europe uh, is something around 28%. Uh, I'm sorry, this is written in French, I'm discovering it. Um, so United States is 20, was 24%, that, these figures are uh, 2019 figures. Um, Asia uh, Pacific, uh, without Japan, was 30%. So, uh, and, and of course, in this, you've got a lot uh, Japan. Uh, concerning other markets, you've got, of course, Middle East, uh, and we, we don't have so much um, revenues in other parts of the world like, uh, um, um, you know, Latin America or uh, like uh, Africa, but we are progressing in an incredible way uh, on, uh, on, on, on these regions uh, too. The, the fact that we've got this balance is for sure strength because when there is a region which is suffering, there is another uh, which is coming back. And once again, during this crisis, this is, this is great to see that, um, you know, China is uh, rebounding those days. Um, Europe is slowly getting out uh, of uh, the lockdown and, and, and we, we might see that uh, the US will have a different situations or, or when I say the US, I would say North America uh, more globally. We also have an incredible uh, great balance uh, when we speak uh, about uh, our portfolio and a different business group. So at LVMH, we generally speak about uh, five uh, uh, business groups, wine and spirits, fashion, leather goods, perfume, cosmetics, watches and jewelry, uh, selective retailing. So we created uh, recently another one uh, dedicated to uh, the uh, hotel um, uh, 
the hotel business because with the acquisition of Belmont and other of our activities that uh, we've got, uh, uh, we have also this new activity. Now, what is interesting in this slide is that you can see that actually, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 there is a good balance between the different things. Of course, selective retailing in a certain way, um, um, the, 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 the turnover, the revenue uh, of selective retailing has to be considered in another way because they are at the end of the value chain. When wine and spirit, they don't have any store. So the revenue that you see here is of course not the, 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 the revenue that uh, uh, you would have at the end uh, of uh, the value chain. Now, now, to go on very quickly on uh, uh, to finish on these uh, six pillars, first of all, I told about it, this is so important, organic grapes. If you see, uh, and, 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 and Mr. Arnaud is very demanding to each of the maisons, the, 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 the comics of every image is very demanding uh, on these uh, organic growth ideas. Uh, you know, I told you from 17 when I joined in 2007 uh, to 53 uh, billion uh, euros. And in that time, we did acquire quite a few uh, uh, big companies like Bulgari, like Loropiana, uh, like uh, Belmont. Uh, uh, but let's say it, all these together do not represent more than 10% of the growth that we had. So, uh, and, and, and when I say growth, it grows in terms of revenue, but grows in terms of people too. Um, second thing, this is very important for us, and this is not new. Uh, we are very concerned about sustaining our savoir-faire, about sustainability more globally, uh, I, I would say. So from craftsmanship to uh, sustainability and environment uh, topics, we are very, very uh, concerned. And, and just uh, for you to know, um, you know the, 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 the department dedicated to um, you know, to work on how to preserve the environment and work on sustainability in the way uh, we operate was created more than 25 years ago. Have a look in companies like us um, or competitors, but even not our competitors in different industry and try to find companies where um, a, a department at group level was created more than uh, 25 years ago. They're not so many, they're not so many. So uh, very, uh, very important for us. And the last but, uh, uh, last but not least, creating synergies. Let's be honest, very often in the past I used to say, well, every image is more about decentralization than synergies. Uh, and that's the reason why some uh, uh, of our maisons consider themselves in competition with others. And, and, and the first concept of decentralization is so strong in our culture that this idea of synergies is not so obvious at first at LVMH, but is more and more developing uh, and, and going through. And I've got to say, uh, since the beginning of this year and with this uh, crisis, this idea of creating more synergies between the maisons is certainly something we're working on. Now, what I would like to do is to go, uh, um, you know, I, I'm going to go quick, but review um, each of the business groups. So for you to have sort of a, a big, big picture uh, of the different business groups um, and, 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 and have an idea of how these business groups are organized. Because at LVMH, the different organizations, where we are structured, are actually um, there is no rationality behind it, you know. Um, you know, we, we, we've got a core belief, you'll see when I present, when I will be presenting the values, which is saying people make the difference. And we're more a people culture company than a, than a, than a structure company, you know. The structures and organizations, of course we have structures and organizations, and, and I will share with you some of them. Uh, but the thing is that we're more people, and organization oriented. Um, it can be different from one maison to the other one. Some maisons are very structured, very organization design concern, but there are very few actually uh, that, that we are more interested by the people, by the personality of the people that uh, by, uh, uh, that by uh, anything else. So uh, the, first, uh, uh, the, the, the first thing is uh, about wine and spirit. So uh, in each uh, of the things that I will be, uh, uh, it, it should be, um, it, that should be presented are the revenues on uh, the right hand side of the slide uh, and, uh, um, and, 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 and 
for this business group, uh, you know, the comparison of the profit from recurring operations in that business group to the average profit from recurring operations in the rest of the group. So what you see with Wine and Spirits is that uh, uh, when I was uh, going to business school uh, 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 a few decades ago, uh, what my professor would have called a cash cow. Yes, because this is an incredible uh, uh, business, uh, which is uh, representing uh, only 10% uh, of the global revenue of LVMH, uh, with a revenue of 5.5 billion uh, last year. Uh, but when you compare uh, the profit from recurring operations with the average of what LVMH is doing, uh, you know, this is incredible. 31% uh, profit from recurring operations. Can you imagine? This is incredible. Now, let's also acknowledge that the 21% uh, of uh, profit from recurring operations of LVMH are just fantastic. Okay, they are they, they, they're just great. Uh, by the way, on the last year, we did progress uh, in, a, in an incredible way. Uh, let's see uh, for uh, 2021. I suppose it will be much more difficult, but nevertheless, we, we, we won't see. Now, uh, when you see uh, all the brands that you've got here, uh, I think it's interesting that uh, you, 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 you have an idea. Um, I hope you know uh, most of them. Perhaps you don't know Clo19. So Clo19 is an e-commerce website uh, with an incredible uh, specific experience uh, around, uh, you know, uh, e-retail uh, for uh, wine and spirits. You've got also this uh, brand, which is Chandon. So what is Chandon? Uh, Chandon is sparkling all over the world. Um, and, and, and it's, uh, uh, it's uh, um, you know, um, a sparkling which is developed locally uh, with uh, wineries uh, all over the world. What is fantastic with this idea is that actually the family Chandon, uh, as far as I may remember, in the 50s or in the 60s, decided to go outside uh, uh, France to try to find incredible places where we could develop um, building on our savoir-faire, on our knowledge uh, of uh, the Champagne uh, region to uh, create some sparklings. And, and in some countries, some people believe that the Chandon brand is so well-known that some people believe that Moët et Chandon is actually a subsidiary of uh, the, the, the Chandon uh, 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 maison, which is actually, of course, uh, uh, the, the, the contrary. I'm sure you know all the champagne, Moët et Chandon, Veuve Ruinard, Dom Perignon, Krug, Mercier, uh, which are uh, 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 incredible. Uh, I hope you know uh, very well the Belvedere Vodka, the Glen Morangi. So here you don't have all the brands. You've got Glen Morangi, but you don't have Ardbeg, uh, with, which is another single malt in Scotland, uh, which is just incredible. Estate and Wines uh, is a company which is actually grouping uh, most, uh, well, all our um, wine, uh, still wine, uh, who are outside uh, France, uh, so for it, it, it from Spain to New Zealand to uh, Australia, etc., etc., around the world. We've got red and white wines, uh, still white wines, uh, and still red wines, uh, which are absolutely uh, fantastic. I can name one of them uh, in, in Spain with Numancia, uh, who is one of the most well rated wine uh, in. in, in, in uh, uh, in, uh, uh, in Spain. Uh, perhaps not everybody knows Colgin. Colgin is a very high-end uh, wine uh, from the west coast uh, of, the, uh, of, uh, of the US. Now, let's speak about the, uh, the, the structure uh, of, uh, of wine and spirits. The structure of, of wine and spirits is very special. So on the left-hand side, you see Vin d'Exception. So on the Vin d'Exception, uh, you've got Claude de Lambray, Chateau Iken, Colgin. These very, 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 very high-end uh, wines. And there is a specific structure uh, where, that Mr. Arnaud uh, is, uh, is running. Now, the rest of uh, all this is called Moet Hennessy. Philippe Schaus is uh, the president of, of uh, Moet Hennessy. What you've got to understand First of all, is that Moelensee does not belong 100% to LVMH, as uh, one third uh, of the shares belong to uh, an outside company whose name is Diageo. Uh, so, just for you to understand, Diageo, uh, in some countries, we have some joint ventures with Diageo. This is, for example, the case in France, in China, uh, I think in Japan too, uh, where we actually created some joint venture with uh, Diageo so that we've got a Moet Hennessy Diageo 
company which is distributing the Moe Tennessee products and the Diageo products. Very often, the Moe Tennessee products are the most high ends of the product distributed in comparison uh, with the Diageo, uh, um, Diageo products, uh, which are uh, you know, more at the entry uh, uh, of, the, uh, of the market. So as you can see uh, in this slide, uh, it is more like a classic way of organizing things. On one side, you've got the maison, Hennessy, uh, Moët et Chandon, Veuve Clicquot, Belvedere, Krug, Gaumorengi, Chandon, and the state and wine with these uh, different wineries. And on the other side, on the right, you've got the distribution. And the distribution uh, are, are organized by regions. Uh, so uh, you've got uh, uh, Moet Tennessee Europe. And inside, reporting to Joe Sorson in Moet Tennessee Europe, you've got, uh, uh, you know, Moet Tennessee Diageo France, for example. But you've got also Moet Tennessee UK, um, where we distribute our product, not with Diageo, by the way. So on, uh, on the right side, you can see that we are currently organized by regions. Uh, uh, and, and this is only the distribution part uh, 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 of the process. Of course, as we are in wine and spirits, uh, we do not have any store here. Uh, we uh, are more, we've got either restaurants uh, um, on side uh, or uh, off trade, um, things like, uh, you know, the distribution, the classic distribution um, uh, supermarkets where our, our products are uh, distributed. I think we've got one or two stores uh, that we have uh, in, in some airports, uh, but otherwise we've got also Clo 9 operating officer, uh, a chief client officer, Lorbaum, uh, somebody taking care of HR, somebody taking, and, and when I say somebody, it's of course a team, uh, a team taking care of HR, a team taking care of legal, uh, some people around brand protection, their own internal audit and uh, corporate uh, and corporate affairs. Now, um, let's go to the uh, fashion and uh, leather good um, uh, business group. As you can see, fashion and leather good is 41%, 41% of, of, of our turnover. Uh, so I see I'm late. I'm going to go quicker. Uh, so that, uh, but let's let's try to make sure that you've got uh, you, you you know everything. So 41% of our turnover is uh, is due to uh, uh, fashion and leather good brands. Uh, and as you can see, the profit from a recurring operation is also fantastic here, 33%. So one third uh, of the revenue is profit. Celine, Kenzo, Mark Jacobs, Pucci, Kirkwood, JW Anderson, and Patu. All these brands are part of something which is called Fashion Group. Okay? Now, Fashion Group is not the business group of fashion and laser good, it's an organization within uh, this, uh, uh, this, uh, this. Um, a big uh, uh, business group, uh, which is representing, as I was saying, 41% of our turnover. Now, you can see uh, in uh, this slide that we've got a completely different organization than the one that we had for wine and spirits. And, and, and we've got the fashion group uh, where the CEOs of the Maison are reporting to Sydney Toledano. And there is a very little uh, corporate structure at fashion group level, in HR, in finance, and, 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 and a few other things. Now, each of the maisons, uh, Mark Jacobs, Levy, Pucci, Kenzo, JW Anderson, Kirkwood, Rossimoda, Givenchy, and Celine, have their own CEOs, but these CEOs are reporting to Sydney Teledino. For the other brands, they are completely uh, independent. So uh, Pietro Beccari, uh, who is uh, the CEO 
of uh, Christian Durcouture, is reporting directly to Mr. Arnaud. Michael Burke, uh, who is uh, the president and CEO of Louis Vuitton, is reporting to Mr. Arnaud. Same thing from Fendi. Uh, Antoine Arnaud is reporting uh, for Berluti uh, to uh, Tony Belloni, the managing director of LVMH, etc. etc. And so there are uh, different, uh, different relations depending on, uh, on, on where we are. You can see that on the slides that you can see here, you've got some people who are in yellow. These people are members of the executive committee of LVMH, which shows you that actually in the executive committee of LVMH, you've Boss uh, Chantal Gamperlé, uh, who is uh, Senior Executive Vice President Human Resources and Synergies, or Jean-Jacques Guilloni, who is the CFO of the group. But otherwise, you've got people who are actually at the head of the business. So that's the case of uh, Pietro Beccari, Sidney Toledano, and uh, Michael Berg. Now, uh, the next uh, uh, business group. Sorry. That was too quick. Uh, is actually perfume and cosmetics. So in perfume and cosmetics, you can see that uh, their uh, revenue represents 13 percent, and you can see that their profit from recurring operation is much lower. Uh, now let's say it. 10% in perfume and cosmetic is already a fantastic result. It is a fantastic result considering the industry of perfume and cosmetics. Perfume and cosmetics is certainly a much more um, competitive business, much more, uh, you know, much more driven uh, by some um, FMCG way of thinking sometimes, even if our products are positioning themselves, in particular, that's the case of uh, Parfum Christian Dior, of Guerlain, uh, uh, very, very, or, or, or of course, uh, Maison Francis Curgian or Aqua Department. I'm not sure everybody knows uh, Shaling. Shaling uh, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a very little company that was uh, created by Laurent Boileau uh, when he was the CEO uh, uh, of uh, uh, Guerlain. Uh, and it's a, uh, it's a little company about uh, uh, cosmetics that were built um, from, um, uh, from this idea uh, around tea and coming uh, from uh, the Chinese culture. Uh, if you have a chance to go to Le Bon Marché where they are distributed, I invite you to test their product uh, because they are really, really uh, uh, incredible, uh, incredible products. You can see very different uh, brands in this uh, and, and, and some of them are from uh, the west coast of the US as a case of benefit. That's the case uh, of fresh, uh, no, fresh is not from the west coast of the US uh, is, is uh, uh, actually uh, the founders are from Boston uh, and, and, and the headquarters is currently uh, uh, in New York. Uh, just for you to know, Fresh is doing very great uh, during this uh, um, uh, crisis, uh, this COVID-19. Still a, a small brand, but going great and, and, and resisting in an incredible way. And we are very, uh, of course, uh, 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 proud, uh, proud of that. Uh, one of the reasons why they say they're resisting so good, some people are saying is that because they are very good in, in, the, uh, in the digital way of approaching clients. Now, you can see that the organization of Perfume and Cosmetic Business Group is not very easy to understand. So we've got two main big uh, players. One is Claude Martinez. Claude Martinez used to be uh, the president and CEO of Parfum Christian Dior. He's now, uh, um, you know, some people are reporting to, to him, uh, the CEO of Parfum Christian Dior, Laurent Kleitman, who, who joined us uh, uh, recently. Um, uh, so he, he, he's coming from, uh, from outside, but uh, uh, 10 years ago, he was already working for Parfum Christian Dior. Uh, and, and LVMH Fragrance Brand is an interesting one. So LVMH Fragrance Brand is doing Kenzo Parfum and Givenchy Parfum, okay? So uh, it is a company where you've got one entity uh, uh, in marketing dedicated to Kenzo Parfum, one entity uh, in marketing dedicated to Givenchy Parfum, uh, but the sales force are selling at the same time uh, Parfum Givenchy and, uh, and uh, Parfum Kenzo. Uh, Véronique Courtois was appointed uh, CEO of Guerlain quite recently. As you can see, the CEO of Makeup Forever and uh, the one of Chaling are uh, reporting to her. Uh, there is another important person who is Christopher de la Puente. Uh, as perhaps you know, Christopher de la Puente is also the CEO of Sephora. 
uh, and the uh, Maison reporting uh, to him are Aquadi Parma, fresh, benefit cosmetic, uh, and there is a, a specific organization dedicated to travel retail uh, that is uh, under the, the, the development. So what is Kendo? Kendo is not Kenzo, is with a D. Uh, Kendo is sort of a place where we are launching, uh, you know, uh, incredible, uh, uh, incredible brand. That's the case of Fenty that was uh, launched uh, with them, the, 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 the Marc Jacobs uh, cosmetic were launched also at Kendo. And they are doing, uh, when I say Fenty, that's the Fenty perfume and cosmetic things, huh? okay? Uh, not Fenty, uh, of course, uh, 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 Couture, which is uh, uh, in a different uh, organization. Uh, now, what is interesting and what you've got to know, oh, and then, I'm sorry, I forgot about uh, Stéphanie Medioni. So Stéphanie Medioni is reporting uh, to Claude and Christopher, and uh, she's the one coordinating, uh, really, uh, the division. Uh, at, uh, and, and Parfum L'OEV and Maison Francis Curgian, I don't know if everybody knows uh, Maison Francis Curgian, it's a uh, haute parfumerie uh, business, uh, a, a small uh, business uh, doing doing great uh, in, in 2019. They were, they were progressing uh, uh, in a fantastic way. And uh, actually, Francis Curgian, the, 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 the perfumer of this maison, uh, with the founder, uh, Marc Chaya, uh, they, they, they both founded this Francis Curgian maison. They proposed to LVMH uh, to, uh, to invest uh, in, their, uh, in their successful uh, maison. Now, what you have to know, which is very important about perfume and cosmetics, is that uh, in, in, in different countries, we, what, we have what we call shared services centers. So uh, most uh, uh, of these uh, uh, actually uh, uh, companies, Maison, uh, they have uh, brand general managers in each country, and these brand general managers uh, are reporting to one local president uh, of perfume and cosmetic. It is different from one country to the other one, uh, but what uh, um, they, 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 they're still in competition, so the Guerlain and the Parfum Christian Dior are in competition locally in the way they sell their product. But uh, let's say it, they share, uh, they have a lot of uh, shared service, in particular when it comes to warehouses, when it comes to logistics, uh, and when it comes to HR, when it comes to uh, uh, finance. There is also uh, one thing which is very important. There is a common uh, research and development center whose name is Helios. This research uh, center is based uh, in France in Saint-Jean-de-Bray. There are also some development centers in the rest of the world per regions. Uh, in particular, these development centers uh, are working on how the local cultures are perceiving some cosmetics, some, some smell and things like that. So it's more development part uh, of the perfume uh, and cosmetic uh, business. So uh, just one thing which is important, you can see that in this organization, you do not have the, uh, perf the perfume of uh, uh, Louis Vuitton. You do not have neither the perfume of Bulgari uh, because uh, the, uh, the perfume of uh, Louis Vuitton are part of Louis Vuitton and Louis Vuitton is part of the business group um, fashion and leather good, uh, and the perfumes of uh, Bulgari, who are also quite successful, in particular in Asia, um, are in uh, the business group. The next business group that uh, I'm going to present you, uh, which is the business group of watches uh, and, 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 and jewelry. Uh, just for you to know, when we acquired Bulgari, we multiplied by two uh, the turnover of this business group, uh, which is the most recent uh, of our business group. Uh, it is organized on one side with uh, Watches Business, Taguerre, Zenith, and Dublot, and on the other side with the brands which are more known for the jewelry business, as the case of Bulgari, Chaumet, and Fred, and hopefully very soon it will be the case uh, for, uh, for Tiffany. As you can see, uh, in terms of turnover, it's 8% huh, uh, of our business. Uh, let's say it also, uh, we do not, we never give the turnover of our different maisons, uh, but it is clearly said outside that if uh, when we acquired Bulgari, uh, it was, uh, the turnover was uh, 1 billion, uh, and uh, that it more than doubled. Uh, in, uh, in the few years that they've been uh, uh, spending with us. You can see uh, that the profit from recurring operation is a bit lower uh, 
than uh, the average uh, of the group. Uh, let's say if the watch and jewelry business uh, profit from recurring operation is changing a lot from one year to the other one, depending on how the business is reacting uh, to, 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 to everything. Uh, now, uh, of course, with the acquisition of Tiffany, uh, these 8% of revenues will uh, change a lot. In terms of organization, uh, we've got on one side uh, the, uh, um, the, 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 the watch business, uh, Mr. Bianchi, Stéphane Bianchi, uh, is the head of this uh, watch business, so is uh, also the uh, president and CEO uh, of Tiger Year, but uh, Julien Tornard, CEO of Zenit, and uh, Ricardo Guadalupe, CEO of Hublot, are reporting to him. On the other side, uh, the Bulgari, Fred, and Chome CEOs are reporting uh, to uh, Tony Bellini, the managing director of LVMH, as I hope you know. If you don't know, uh, of course, this is a very important person. Tony Bellini uh, is here, uh, clearly, uh, you know, um, entitled as the head of this division, but the other business are also reporting to him functionally, uh, and there is not a business review without having Tony uh, uh, in, uh, in the room. Uh, this is another business where they have uh, some shared services in different countries, in particular for after sale. Uh, you know, in some countries, when you have a, a watch and uh, it has to go to the after sale uh, to be revised, you know, uh, these uh, maisons group themselves uh, for, for their uh, after sales. Uh, as I was saying, uh, Bulgari is also doing perfumes, but they are also doing uh, leather goods. Uh, now, uh, of course, it's one uh, little part of the uh, total business, but I think it represents uh, uh, quite a, a, a solid, uh, a solid uh, asset. Now, same thing that for perfumes. Uh, there are some maisons like Louis Vuitton, like uh, Christian Dior, uh, who are uh, operating... <coughs> who are also operating uh, with uh, great success uh, in watch and jewelry. And they are not part of this uh, business group because these maisons are part of the uh, other uh, business groups. Now, uh, there is a, a selective retailing. Um, so uh, uh, the big one is, is for sure Sephora. Uh, uh, Sephora is the one uh, who is representing the biggest uh, of all things. Then you've got uh, DFS. I'm not sure everybody knows Starboard Cruise Services. So Starboard Cruise Services, um, it is a retail business on cruise services. So um, it is, uh, we are operating retail. On, on a cruise. So when you're going on a cruise, uh, you uh, uh, have, uh, if you go uh, to buy uh, some cigarettes or if you go uh, to buy, uh, you know, there are some cruises in which you've got a Bulgari store. Uh, it is operated by Starboard Cruise Services. Uh, now there is uh, this Tea Galeria thing. Uh, so this is one brand of DFS. Uh, DFS means duty-free. Uh, when it was created, it, mean, it meant duty-free shoppers. Uh, it is a business which is operating um, mainly in travel retail, but also in uh, malls uh, in uh, big cities um, around, uh, you know, travel retail or luxury uh, uh, retail. They represent 28% of the whole uh, uh, turnover. This, this selective retailing business group represents 28%. As I was saying uh, a few minutes ago, they are at the end of the value chain. So there is another representation in a certain way uh, of the, um, of the uh, uh, of the turnover. Now, let's say that does explain what we have uh, 9% of profit from recurring uh, operations. Now, uh, we have also to acknowledge something. Have a look in uh, retail more globally. Have a look in uh, the distribution big businesses more globally and try to find a company which is doing 9% of profit uh, from recurring operations, this is very, very, this is very, very, uh, you know, there are not so many. There are very, very few. So, uh, for sure, um, having 9% of profit from recurring operations in selective retailing is an incredible, um, you know, 
success and result. And we are very, very proud of it, of course. And, and, and I've got to say, of course, uh, I didn't speak about Le Bon Marché, but Le Bon Marché and Sephora are uh, very successful businesses who are running this. So how is it organized? Uh, each of the company are uh, uh, independent, except uh, that now uh, Chris de la Puente is the head of uh, Sephora. Uh, from the beginning, he joined Avli Image. He is uh, uh, leading Sephora, uh, but he's also uh, now uh, the, the boss of the CEO of Le Bon Marché, Patrice Wagner. DFS is independent. Just for you to know, LVMH does not own 100% uh, of DFS. The founders of DFS still uh, own differences. Now, uh, Sephora is organized by regions, Sephora Americas, Sephora uh, Europe and Middle East, Sephora Asia, and you can see there is S+. Plus. So, S+, plus, uh, is the, the brand uh, of Sephora, the own brand uh, of Sephora. I'm going quick. Uh, I'm, I'm finishing, Leticia. I know I'm late. Um, so uh, Samantha Etienne is a CEO uh, of, uh, of this business. Uh, so when you go to a, a Sephora store and you see Sephora products, uh, Sa Samantha Etienne is the one uh, organizing things. Uh, in some regions, they can have their own products, but globally, she's the one uh, leading the thing. Now, Starboard uh, Cruise Line services, Lisa Bauer uh, is uh, uh, independent and reporting uh, to, uh, to, to, to Tony Belloni, uh, of course. Uh, and then we've got uh, the other activities. Uh, to be honest, I didn't, uh, this is not completely right because now, as you know, we've got uh, this, uh, as I was saying, this new business group officially uh, around hotels in which we will have Cheval Blanc, Belmont, uh, uh, hotels, uh, and, 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 and this is something important. By the way, I didn't say it neither, but Bulgari, they also have hotels and they develop themselves in hotels. Uh, what is interesting here is that you see in this uh, business group, the diversity of the different activities that we've got. We've got uh, Les Echos, a group Les Echos, which is about, uh, you know, newspaper and information. We've got Royal Van Lent, uh, which is one of the leaders, the most high-end uh, in the yacht uh, business. Kova, uh, Kova is an Italian brand uh, making an incredible uh, panettone. Uh, we've got La Samaritaine, which is this incredible project uh, of uh, retail in the middle of Paris in which DFS will be operating. Uh, we've got Telios, which is this uh, uh, very interesting new company that we created as a joint venture, I think that was two or three years ago, uh, with doing, uh, with making uh, the frame and, and, and the, the, the of, uh, of our uh, luxury uh, eyeglasses. Uh, and uh, Moana, Moana is not part of LVMH, is uh, a part of Group Arnaud, uh, but we consider uh, this brand as, as a cousin. And uh, Moana is uh, the brand who was as nearly as famous as Louis Vuitton in the beginning of the 20th century and who died. And uh, Mr. Arnaud bought it again, and it's, uh, uh, you know, recreating, uh, on a, we, uh, building on an incredible history uh, on, on this thing. As a conclusion, I wanted to go on something uh, that uh, uh, has been developed a few years ago, uh, which is called being LVMH, where uh, we present uh, the different uh, values of LVMH. You can see that there is a core belief on the top of it, people make the difference. As you could see in the different organization, I was, uh, you know, uh, uh, trying to describe you very quickly. Um, for sure, um, people are more important <laughs> than organizations. Uh, the story of the people, what they've been going through is so important for us. You know, we build on people. We build, and, and, and that's something that you have to consider each time you approach a maison, you approach a person first. After, and, 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 and this person is passionate about uh, her or his maison, but for sure, this is important. Then we've got the three main uh, uh, values, be creative and innovative, deliver excellence and cultivate an entrepreneurial field. I said the main uh, values, why am I saying that? Because Mr. Arnaud proposed and we did not uh, adapt our models uh, since that, but Mr. Arnaud proposed that we've got a fourth value. Uh, this fourth value is about commitment, in French, engagement. Um, but the, 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 it, it's, 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 a, it's a false understanding to say that it's engagement in, uh, uh, in English uh, because the engagement in English relates to motivation and things like that when commitment means commitment to society, 
commitment, you know, giving a meaning to what we do. Okay, so there is a fourth value, which is about commitment, uh, and, and that is not in this model, but which is important. One of the things which is interesting in this model is that you can see that some people will be considering that there is what we used to call a creative tension between some of the brands. Some people consider that you cannot deliver excellence at the same time you're creative, because when you deliver excellence, it's about being absolutely perfect in the execution, when, uh, when being creative is about like uh, in, in, with the entrepreneur spirit, taking risk uh, and things like that. At LVMH, we believe that we have to do both. We have to do test and learn when we do uh, ex when we deliver excellence, and we have to be excellent in the way uh, we cultivate our entrepreneurial spirit or uh, we are creative and innovative. So I'm going to finish uh, on, on this. Uh, and uh, sorry. Thank you, Pascal. So, first of all, I have to say thank you because, I mean, for the people who do not know Pascal, it is a score that you only do double the time we give you. So, Pascal is a very passionate person. Uh, so, again, I would have loved that to actually meet with him uh, physically and, and have this kind of discussion because, uh, yeah, uh, in the LDMA group, creation, creativity, passion is also part of the of our culture and Pascal for that is a, a great ambassador. So thank you very much because I'm sure it helped a lot um, our startups, but also uh, I'm very happy and, and positively surprised to see all these people from LVMH here listening, participating. So thank you all of you. I've seen many of you have given some uh, precision or questions, so we've tried to answer most of them. There is one question from Richard, from one of our startup, Pascal. He's asking, what are the steps taken so far by the LVMH group to tackle and handle the recent change in consumer behavior caused by the COVID-19 pandemic? Uh, so I maybe you, want to talk about the fact that the maisons are very independent and each maison has a different answer because I think that would be part of the answer. But maybe, Pascal, you have something else you would like to, to add? Well, uh, I, I think, uh, first of all, uh, what is interesting is that uh, depending on the regions, uh, we've got very different contexts, as you know. Uh, depending on the maison, we've got very different contexts. Uh, and, and in some places, we're just at the beginning uh, of what's going to happen. Uh, so uh, one of the uh, uh, beauty of LVMH is exactly what uh, Leticia was, uh, was saying. The diversity of the way the Maison approach the market uh, as one consequence, which is you do not have one answer. That's the first thing. And, 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 and I think each of the Maison is currently trying to think, trying to find out what would be, what will be uh, the best answer. And of course, uh, you know, uh, uh, some, uh, some, uh, uh, some maisons are, as I was saying, uh, building uh, incredible, uh, uh, incredible success uh, with a, a rebound uh, in China. And others are uh, uh, just like uh, not so much in China and trying to uh, uh, organize uh, the rebound in the coming days uh, we, as, as we are uh, just, uh, just uh, at the beginning. Some will go more on e-commerce. Some are already a lot on e-commerce. Uh, and have to find uh, their own way. Now, for sure, um, when we say uh, new way of, of, of uh, new ways of, consum of consumptions, there are many things to consider uh, because uh, in uh, uh, we've got so so many constraints in some countries uh, today that hopefully next year we will not have the same uh, type of constraints, and and then this has to be considered. But um, the answer that was given by Leticia is the real one to have. Each maison have their own formula, and it will be very pretentious, presumptuous from me uh, to say what is, what is uh, the, the good answer. Thank you, Pascal. Another question from Rafael Flores. Every day we are more digitized. It's obvious. Digitalization as a mean and increasingly also as product is the group working to consider selling digital luxury products. I think that there is an open space new to attack very carefully, but I think it will go very fast, don't you? Uh, well, um, 
Am I the best one to answer to that? I'm not sure. What I can say is that Hermes is already selling luxury products, uh, and 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 Louis Vuitton uh, is doing fantastic on that thing. Uh, digital, even, huh? digital product, you mean? Ah, selling the question, digital products. The oh, digital, sorry, 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 sorry. Digital, huh? Okay, sorry. okay, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. I saw that you were saying. Well. Uh, for sure, and, and, and by the way, coming back also uh, uh, to Louis Vuitton, I recently saw uh, that Louis Vuitton partner with, uh, uh, with a game player uh, to, uh, to, uh, to, to, to have uh, some of their outfits uh, in, uh, in, in the game uh, that, that was considering. So uh, yes, this is for sure uh, some digi you know, selling digital products. Now, to define what is a luxurious uh, digital product uh, is perhaps uh, what I would like to hear uh, from the person who is, uh, who is speaking about that, um, as, as, as it's not very clear for me today, uh, but uh, for sure, I know that some of the Maisons are thinking and, and referring to uh, this example of Louis Vuitton uh, working with uh, uh, some uh, uh, game design uh, companies, for sure, is one, uh, is, is one example. Okay, thank you. I think uh, it's 10.30 and I see that many people are actually have other calls. Have, but I have to tell you, it's very rare that in a webinar for like the time being, uh, people are increasing uh, each minute. So we're very happy about that. We hope you learned a lot. So reading uh, many of uh, your feedback that uh, we receive, uh, I see it's, uh, uh, you, you appreciate it. I hope that next time we'll be physical at one point so that it's more, even more human and connected. We'll have the next one about communication, uh, branding, digital, and we have much more uh, uh, to come. Um, and the last word, again, the mission of the, uh, La Maison des Startups is to create a conversation, connection between startups and the Maison. So I know uh, uh, today it was Pascal giving a presentation and an insight to the startupper and insider talent too. But don't hesitate for any people from LVMH to contact the team, contact Victor Espinas uh, or myself to uh, organize uh, uh, demo sessions, so physical or virtual, so that uh, you can have conversation all together. So thank you so much. Again, we have thank recorded you. it. Thank you, Pascal. It was a great, passionate well, time. If, if I can uh, say something. Yes. Uh, well, first of all, uh, um, that was great to be invited here. Uh, thank you very much. I think uh, the, the, the people from La Maison des Startups are, are doing a great job. And, and uh, you know, please feel free to come to them. Feel free also to come to me to ask things. I'm going to try to read all the conversation uh, that I uh, recorded because I'm sure I'm going to learn uh, about some of the things that I was, that I was saying. Uh, and I would love to learn even more, uh, even if uh, Leticia is uh, sharing a lot with me uh, what uh, each of the uh, startups are doing but I think you've got a, a place if, if you've been selected by the digital team uh, and Olivier Le Garzon tech team and, and the team of La Maison des Startups uh, to, 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 to be part of this Maison des Startups there is a reason and, and you know please uh, develop more and more partnership we will have the better it will be for LVMH I'm convinced about that thank you very much great thank you very much and have a good day bye bye